1: Fox 32 here, where our focus is local. I I, I moved over here in 2010 after 30 years at at Channel 2. I started in June of uh, 1980 at Channel 2 after having spent seven years at the Sun-Times, having begun there on June 18, 1973.
0: Hi, everybody. I'm Fran Spielman. It's not often that I get to interview a colleague of mine in the news media to celebrate their distinguished career spanning more than half a century, but I get to do that today and it's truly an honor and a privilege. My guest this week is Mike Flannery, political editor of Fox 32 Chicago, former political editor at Channel Two, former Sun-Times reporter before that, specializing in politics and labor. Mike, thanks for joining us.
1: Friend, uh, the honor is all mine. Uh, You are a legendary uh, City Hall reporter. You have set the standard for generations of uh, political reporters in town, and uh, I'm delighted to do this.
0: I've been an admirer of yours forever, Mike, and I thank you for the compliment, but I I watch Flannery Fired Up every week, your weekly show religiously, and now you've decided to retire from this crazy and ever-changing business of ours. Say it ain't so, why why now?
1: Well, it's been 50 years, uh, 10 mayors, eight governors, uh, half a century is long enough. And, you know, um, I've still got my health, Uh, knock knock on my wooden head here. And uh, I've got some things I wanna do. I've got grandchildren now, I wanna spend more time with them. My wife and I wanna do some traveling. And um, you know, it seemed it seemed uh, just seems like a good time.
0: The pandemic prompted a lot of people to rethink work-life balance. Was that a driving force for you?
1: Very much, yeah, very much, absolutely. I mean, it changed things, and it uh, I, look. I'm very grateful to the people here at Fox Thirty Two, um, Dennis Wells, the general manager, Matt Piacenti, the uh, news director. At, the vice president for news and Lisa Vuchko, the uh, assistant uh, news director. I mean, they they they've been very generous. They've been great. Uh, I, I in in some ways uh, I I hate leaving, but I'm really excited. I'm really looking forward to uh, to this. And people have reached out to me to to be on some boards for not for profits or to do. To do this or do that, um, I'm, I'm going to take some time off before I, I I'm not going to just sit around and, and read and twiddle my thumbs. I'm, I'm going to do something, but it's going to be, you know, uh, uh, with, with much less than the, the, the 50 or 55 hours a week I've been putting in.
0: You got your start at the Sun Times. You were part of a new breed of reporters who were actually college educated. You grew up in Washington, I believe, and went to Georgetown. Tell us a little bit about your family background and what it was like to arrive as the new kid on the block with a pedigree college degree.
1: Well, you know, I, I grew up in the uh, in the in the last days of of the old Catholic ghetto. Um, you know, there there was a sense, you know, I, I, I was in grade school when John Kennedy became president, and I just remember how excited my whole family was that uh, that an Irish Catholic guy was becoming president. You know, I mean, people today can't even imagine what it was like that that, that, that there was that sense that somehow we weren't fully American yet. Uh, uh, you know, I know many Jewish people uh, 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 perhaps feel the same way. They, they certainly did back then. Um, You know, things, society has changed so much, but, uh, but that very much influenced me. And, you know, I, I went through Catholic education uh, all the way through grade school, high school, Georgetown. My father had been, uh, uh, had been on Guam in World War II and suffered uh, some, some internal injuries. And uh, he was, he was, he spent 2 years in the VA hospital right after the war he didn't get out uh, till 1947 from the hospital and was sick on and off and he finally did uh, pass away when i was in high school and you know so that 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 created some financial hardships but i was able to win scholarships to uh, high school and college and uh, for which i'm very very grateful and you know uh, i had a had an otherwise uh, fine childhood and being growing up in Washington DC I was surrounded by politics of course um, I I grew up uh, in uh, the you know northeast uh, uh, DC and then um, uh, you know in, in, in that area near Catholic University and uh, it was a uh, you know it was a a, a very uh, nice neighborhood um, working class neighborhood Uh, And uh, kind of when I got over to Georgetown over in northwest Washington, I was introduced to a new to 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 a new economic strata. Uh, But it was uh, but it it was a great education. And it was I I took two classes at Georgetown in which Mike Royko's boss was assigned reading. And Mm -hmm. I was I was hooked. I said, wow, I want to go to Chicago. I was the editor of my high school paper. I became the editor of uh, the, the, my college newspaper. And unbeknownst to me, Fran, uh, your newspaper back then was on a hire the college editor kick. Uh, <laughs> they, they they hired uh, Scott Jacobs, who had been the executive editor of the Harvard Crimson. Uh, uh, they hired several editors from the University of Illinois, from Uh, The Daily Cardinal, from the Daily Illini down in Champaign, from the Daily Cardinal uh, up in Madison, Wisconsin, uh, you know, and from a number of other uh, student journalists from around the country. And uh, it was fun. It was a heady time.
0: Yeah. Uh, What do you remember most about arriving in a City Hall press room of old school reporters? Were they threatened by you? They weren't college educated, most of them.
1: Most of them were not, and uh, and, and I'll tell you it, it it there are a couple of things that that stick out. Uh, uh, one is that uh, racial epithets uh, were uh, were were part of the daily uh, uh, conversation, um, both there at the police uh, at the police um, uh, headquarters. Uh, Press Room 2 at 1121 South State Street uh, back in the old days. Um, and, you know, and, and it, 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 there, there was a uh, th- there was this sort of ethnic, th- these casual ethnic references to Italians, and Polish people. And there were also some terms for for Irish people and Jewish people and black people and Hispanics. That, that was just sort of in the uh, in the air. Um, things, things are things are very different today. And then I will say at the City Hall press room, the other thing that, that sticks in that, that I was stunned by. And I think, Fran, when you arrived there, you might have seen some of this because um, you 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 were there in. You saw some of the ugly underbelly of that. I mean, there there were at Christmas time there were aldermen who would come oh, in yeah. and drop off, <laughs> and drop
0: off cases of booze uh, and and uh, I remember gifts. one time being 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 summoned to Vito Marzullo's office, and he was playing cards with quote my judges my judges he would call them <laughs> right. uh, he'd do that every lunchtime, and he hands me an envelope. And it had a fifty-dollar bill in it, and I said, Alderman, I can't take this. Oh, come on, the others always do. And I, I said, no, no, I can't do this. But I wondered to myself if that's what he's offering a punk from WIND Radio. What is he offering the Daily well, so Beat
1: reporters? And 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 I will tell you. So let me let, let me just make clear. So I. I, I Joel Weissman was the Metro editor of the Sun-Times in 1974, the guy who later went on to become an agent. And uh, at one point, he he represented me for a number of years, but uh, he was a journalist and, of course, hosted uh, the uh, Chicago uh, Tonight, the Chicago Week in Review program on Channel 11 for many years. Um, He sent me in August of 1974, he sent me down to City Hall to be Harry Golden Jr.'s understudy. And I'm going to tell you, Harry... Drew the line at all that stuff. Harry was disdainful of, uh, of our colleagues who did take those sorts of did did take those cash offerings, um, and and uh, and and I I admired Harry for that. He, he I know really, my
0: late uh, husband Dick Stone, who was the city hall reporter for WIND, he used to go on vacation, at Christmas time because he wanted to avoid. The graph that was flying in that room.
1: Yeah, uh, yeah, Dick. Dick was another guy who drew the line there, and um, and I mean, I'll, I'll, Harry once told me a story that, uh, that that one of the other reporters came up to him at, at one point and said, um, "Hey," uh, they, as they they were covering a zoning committee meeting, and, and a reporter came up to him and said, "Harry, how much would it be worth if you uh, if you were to agree to not report?" On one of the items that's on this agenda today, and oh. Harry, Harry said, uh, "Nope, not no can do. Let's let's end this conversation right now. I'm going to cover this meeting."
0: Um, well, the business has changed so very much, and thank God on the ethics front, yes. But also, yeah. I remember Connie Wilkie, who ran the Sun Times newsroom for decades, yes. a dear person, telling me about the pigeons that would. <laughs> Fly the photographer's film back from Wrigley and Comiskey Park after games. What do you remember about the early days in newspapers that you came to?
1: Yeah, it's uh, well, I'll, I'll tell you this for 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 that ugly underbelly. The, the, the plus side was the uh, the mentoring that 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 took place, uh, the, you know, the uh, the, the people who there, there there were when I got to City Hall, uh, Fran, there were there were people who still recalled uh, getting the news from Florida that uh, Anton Cermak had been shot by a gunman. He was he was the mayor and uh, and, and by reputedly one of the founders of what became the the chicago democratic organization the machine uh, that that cermak had been shot i mean they, they they remembered that i think it was 1933 32 or 33 um you know that's that's how far back they went i i was endlessly fascinated by uh by by their stories um and uh you know able to, I eventually learned how to take some of what they said with a grain of salt and and to recognize that they did have some valuable insights.
0: Why did you make the switch to TV reporting and how difficult was it? You're a handsome guy, you look good on TV, but it's a different skill set for sure. Did they send you to school to learn how to put together a package and to come off on TV?
1: Well, I'll, uh, I, I have to laugh because I, I asked for something like that. Uh, the, the answer is real simple. Um, I was making about $25,000 a year at the Sun-Times and, uh, channel two offered me uh, $38,000 a year. Um, and, uh, and, and, you know, I didn't have any money. I didn't, uh, wasn't, I, didn't inherit a penny from uh, from anybody, and so I had to make my own way. So that that was a gigantic uh, that that was a you know fifty percent pay raise. That was huge. Um,
0: and why did and, you switch to Fox? Uh,
1: well, from well, I'll, I'll I'll just finish up the the the, the CBS move. So uh, the top execs at uh, at Channel Two called me, and they had seen me on the Channel Eleven Week in Review show, and I'd, I'd been on channel 2's noon break with lee phillips um and uh ta- talking about big stories from city hall and um and they said hey you know we'd like you to come to work i said hey well i don't really know how to write for broadcast so i went out and got a book they said oh we'll give you plenty of instruction well there was zero instruction uh there was a guy named dick goldberg who was the uh, executive producer at the time and um he was a colorful figure he had been a combat Marine in the South Pacific in world war II and, uh, had a, <laughs> had a, had a knack for, for the profane and, and the off color, uh, stories, but, um, he took the time to teach me broadcast and, and, and without Goldberg's, uh, instruction, I, I probably would have washed out. Um, and, uh, and then, uh, you know, Look, the, the, the business, uh, the business has been the, the, the business of broadcast news in particular, but 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 all of the legacy media, as it's dubbed, um, has been hollowing out. It's been it's been shrinking. And and the uh, Facebook, uh, Twitter, other social media have been I think the term is disintermediation. Right. We we're getting they've intercepted the the advertising dollars that used to come our way um and they they offer links to the work that you do that I do that other reporters do and they don't pay us a penny for it right. um and uh so you know channel 2 was was in a period of was experiencing the the shrinkage and uh um, you know there 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 was a much better opportunity uh, here at Fox they were very generous and they uh, they have been as good as their word in supporting me. Nobody's interfered in any way with anything I've ever done. Um, you know, Fox Thirty Two here, where our focus is local. Uh, we're, you know, we're very different from uh, Fox News Channel. There's a different product there, a different orientation. Um, just like Fox Sports has its own orientation and a different approach. Uh, you know so uh, yeah so i i made the switch because this was a better opportunity i i, I moved over here in 2010 after 30 years at uh, at channel two i started in june of uh, 1980 at channel two after having spent seven years at the sun times having begun there on june 18 1973.
0: i want to talk about the various mayors that you've covered um You've been around longer than I have, if that's even possible. You covered Richard J. Daly, Mike Bolandic, Jane Byrne, Harold Washington, Gene Sawyer, Richard M. Daly, Rahm Emanuel, Lori Lightfoot, Brandon Johnson. Let's go down the list. What's your uh, assessment and most enduring memory of Mike Bolandic? Well,
1: Bolandic, um, my, my 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 most enduring memory is uh, Bolandic telling colleagues telling friends as as he was as he was clearly in political trouble uh saying hey when i go out and meet people they say nice things to me um you know the snow was piling up voters were getting infuriated that the streets yeah. weren't being cleared he he gave that famous speech uh, belandic did uh, where he said uh, he was jesus by- christ
0: on the cross <laughs> right. To the captains, to the Democratic right. and captains at the Bismarck. Right. Right. But As before that, there. he
1: he promised voters, he says, listen, I know you're having trouble parking. I know the streets are congested right. uh, by, by tomorrow or the next day. We're going to clear the parking right. lots at the, the school
0: lots. Right. The school well,
1: it, 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 in many neighborhoods, the school lots were never cleared. It, they they it, it finally when the snow melted about Memorial Day was when they were <laughs> cleared, and um and you know it just made things worse for him. Uh, you know he just he didn't see he didn't see it coming. Uh, the, uh, the, the Jane Byrne upset, um, and uh, you know uh, with with Jane um with with, with Mayor Byrne. Uh, she, you know, her 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 big mistake, I, and and I do think Lori Lightfoot learned learned this from Byrne. She didn't make this mistake. Lightfoot made lots of other mistakes, but uh, but Byrne allowed her her husband, the former Daily News City Hall reporter Jay McMullen, to talk her into uh, making a deal with the guys that she had run against.
0: Right, uh, the cabal know, Burke, of per- evil men, Ed Burke and Edward O’Leary, turned the council <laughs> and, over to him.
1: And Fred Rohde, the, the yep. first ward, the uh, alderman yep. who ended up going to prison. Um, you know, those in, in the end, she made alliances with those guys uh, that that uh, that she didn't really have to do. And Harold Washington used to say, well, I, I
0: remember, yeah, let's talk about Jane for a second, though. Another mistake that that Jay let her to, was convincing her that Richie Daly, Richard M. Daly, was the political boogeyman when, in fact, Harold Washington was the real threat.
1: Right, and uh, and again, uh, akin to Bolandic because I, I think in 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 these in some of these instances, the 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 you know the one-termers or, or the mayors who got defeated in, in elections. Um, had blind spots. And, and I think that was true of Lightfoot as well. Um, but, but certainly uh, cattle had, had a blind spot. He didn't see what was coming. Uh, and Byrne didn't see uh, what was coming from Harold Washington. And, and as I said, you know, Washington told me multiple times, I remember having breakfast with him one morning in Hyde Park. Uh, he said, you know, I wouldn't be in the mayor's office uh, if, if Byrne, except that Byrne made that deal with Redoliak and Fred Rohde and Eddie Burke, uh, you know, and, you know, there, she, she probably uh, would have defeated. I, I think she would have defeated uh, Richie Daly head to head. But, uh, you know, we'll never know because uh, w- Washington ran a brilliant campaign. Uh, the black community rose up. Uh, huge voter turnout. You know, this was back uh, there. There were four or five hundred thousand more uh, black residents of Chicago back then in 1983 than there are today. And uh, and and Washington ran a brilliant campaign that, that went right up the middle and, and, uh, and defeated her. And then he hung on. He, he won by 40 or 50,000 votes to beat Bernie Epton in the uh, general.
0: Right. And, you know, Jim Houlihan, who worked for Washington, told me recently that he thought that that Harold Washington really instigated council wars because he knew he would take time. It would take time to make the fundamental changes he needed to make at City Hall. And he needed an excuse for why it was taking so long. Do you agree with that?
1: Well, I do, because I I, I remember sitting there. uh, you, You were covering. The, the hall by yeah, the time yeah. uh, Harold Washington became mayor, right? So it, r- remember his inaugural address? Um, yeah. I, 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 and, and, and I do think- Business
0: that, as uh, usual will not be tolerated in this city under this mayor, he said.
1: Exactly. Eddie Verdoliak uh, t- t- told me later that uh, it was in within seconds of, of Mayor Washington mm-hmm. concluding that speech, Verdoliak and Burke were talking to other members of the council and organizing. What became right. the Berdoli Act Twenty Nine,
0: right, right. And, and now know, I, wh-
1: I, I I I do think, friend, that that uh, Lori Lightfoot's much disdained and criticized uh, uh, challenge to the council uh, a, at her inaugural address was an effort to recreate uh, uh, and, and 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 was was uh, was inspired by Harold Washington's inaugural address. Um, she didn't have the personality she wanted to pull it the off.
0: fight. Did you think uh, she wanted to fight as an excuse like he did, or what?
1: i I, I think she did. Uh, but she didn't have the political skills that Washington had she 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 didn't right. the have charm the she, charm the charm oh my gosh he was such a charming guy there was yes. there was nobody more fun to sit down and talk with than Harold Washington and on on trips i made with him out to california uh, you know san francisco la convention trips and trips to dc um you know where where we did live interviews with him in in, in these things you know and sit down with him for 20 30 minutes just off the record he he had absolutely fascinating stories and you know and and he was the guy who first really explained to me he, he was a world war ii veteran he'd been in the pacific and and he talked about uh, being in a segregated unit of 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 the u.s military and um you know and and, and all black unit and 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 the the irony and hypocrisy of you know here we are in this fight for democracy and, and we're fighting you know the, the the racist Nazis and and the uh, you know and the, the the Japanese Empire and and here we are running our own racial stratification um, you know he, he he was he was a he was absolutely fascinating to talk to.
0: So Washington has a massive heart attack in office. Gene Sawyer ends up delivering on much of Washington's legislative agenda, and then Richard M. Daley. He had his finger on the pulse of Chicago, tremendous political instincts, delivered many things, including Millennium Park, delivered Chicago from the political strife. But he didn't think beyond the end of his nose on city finances, had a phobia to raising property taxes. He started the great Chicago sell-off, as I call it, the parking meter deal, the Skyway, et cetera. And of course, what marred his administration most was the corruption and the coronyism that permeated his administration. Hire trucks, city hiring, minority contracting scandal with the Duffs, uh, the sewer deal with his son, uh, Daley and George rising to prominence. What was it about Daley that he had such a blind spot about that?
1: I think it was the environment he grew up in um, I, you know that that sort of thing was uh was uh, you know in the air and and in the water as as he grew up and and it was you know and, and around Chicago hell I, I remember uh Fran, at the Sun Times um there there was a reporter who shall go nameless who uh, routinely uh fixed uh, uh traffic tickets <laughs>
0: And parking yeah, tickets. I think I know who <laughs> you're talking about. Uh,
1: you know, this 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 reporter would call Judge Lefever, who ended up going to federal prison in Greylord.
0: Right. I um, I know who you're talking about. <laughs> yeah,
1: I mean, you know, uh, you know, maybe it maybe there's uh, there, there's an accounting to be had for for you know how how the media uh, participated in some of these things that ended up uh, later. Uh, you know, becoming exposed to the public and being so ugly, um, you know, that it, it, it really was. I mean, hell, I, I remember uh, going, going out one night to dinner and, and, and with one of my colleagues uh, who had been drinking too much and he was driving. And, and you know, I had a Sun-Times reporter back in the day and, you know, uh you know, their, uh, you know our, our wives were in the car and uh, he gets pulled over on the drive. And the officer comes up and this reporter says, officer, is there any way I can pay the fine now?
0: Oh, Jesus. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, God. You know, yeah. All right. So I know we have limited time. Rahm Emanuel, he used his tremendous experience, intellect, political, political skill, and political capital to tackle so many of Chicago's intransigent problems, securing permanent funding sources for the four pension funds, closing 50 schools in one fell swoop, delivering the red line modernization and lots of transportation money lured major corporations here, and yet he lacked the empathy gene, as his friend David Axelrod once put it. He didn't realize, for example, that even though the city's longstanding policy was not to release video of police shootings, that in the case of the murder of Laquan McDonald, even if you believe he didn't sit on that video to get reelected, that the policy needed to be thrown out the window. What do you say about Rahm?
1: Um, you know, well, I'll tell you this, the business community misses him. Um, I think, uh, I, I do think Brandon Johnson could benefit from talking to him and from getting, uh, getting some insights. I, I, I hope they have talked and particularly with this new committee that, uh, mayor Johnson has created to try to find, uh, $800 million dollars in taxes that the business community will go along with. And that, that, that seems like a, that seems mm-hmm. like a difficult task. Um, you know, Rom understood that cities are on the brink. It's not just Chicago. It's, it's across the country. And, and in many ways it's, you know, it, it, in, in some other parts of the world as well. And um, we, we, uh, you know we have to grow the economy has to grow that's what creates tax revenue and and uh, and, and ram just understood that in his bones uh, and and he was brilliant at it he had that amazing uh, file of phone numbers he he could get uh, he could get the ceo of google uh, he you know, on 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 the on the horn and, uh, and as well as uh, you know the guys who owned some of the you know who who had started out cooking hot dogs and hamburgers and, and now ran, uh, you know, big restaurant operations. Um, you know, he, he was, he was just a genius at that. And, you know, and, and, and he, he still is pushing Chicago's interests. Uh, just the other day we announced, uh, you know, he, he was part of the announcement for this $150 million deal that the university of Chicago and the university of Tokyo have put together for uh, quantum computing. Right. Um, you know,
0: uh,
1: it would it would be great if if uh, if somehow Mayor Johnson were to reach out to him and and uh, and and, you know, find some sort of role for him post uh, post his ambassadorial experience.
0: I agree. And Lori Lightfoot, you weren't surprised that she lost, I assume. No, I mean, you know,
1: we were reporting on polling About two years ago, that that showed that she faced that she faced big trouble, and um, listen, she was earnest, she was honest, she had some good ideas, but she had, uh, she 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 was almost an anti politician, you know she she lacked, uh, she lacked the skill set needed to navigate the enormous challenges that came her way, this, this, I mean, the pandemic, uh, the, 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 the the rioting, or in in the terms of of some progressives, the uprising uh, in the wake of the George Floyd killing, um, you know, and, and, and other, uh, and other uh, police killings, um, you know she, she was ill suited to to deal with all that and and it was compounded, I think, Fran, by the fact that she genuinely thought that she, she, she didn't recognize how wounded Tony Preckwinkle had been by the Ed Burke scandal, right and
0: by the right. And she thought she won by that landslide. <laughs> it wasn't her. She was the it other was... name on the ballot who wasn't tied to Burke
1: it was ludicrous I, I a friend of mine was happened to be present uh, at an event that lightfoot held out in california a fundraiser and and just recounted to me uh just the the almost hilarious version that that lightfoot presented of her of her uh you know of her first term victory i mean just she she misread uh, yeah. she misread that 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 uh, that electorate and, and and what that vote was about and uh, and i think it crippled her uh, and 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 again you know you talk about how some mayors have had blind spots that that was a giant blind spot of hers
0: and as you leave this business of ours what are you leaving behind what does the future hold um
1: well i'm you know i'm gonna miss uh, i'm gonna miss uh, the i'm gonna miss the just Talking every day to people in the newsroom and to journalists, and I'm going to miss—I'm going to miss, um, uh, I'm gonna miss the, uh, the, the give and take, the, the hurly burly. Um, uh, what, what the future holds immediately is, uh, unfortunately, a couple of my uh, uh, grandchildren live uh, more than a thousand miles away. I'm going to go out and see them, spend more time with them. Uh, we're going to do some traveling. Uh, we have places, uh, my wife and I, that we want to see, and um, you know, what what kind of uh, what kind of um, uh, what kind of community activity? I'm, I'm, I'm going to stay in Chicago. <clears throat> I may spend some of the winter uh, in warmer climes, um, but uh, but I'm going to stay here. And, and what exactly I'm going to do, I'm still working on.
0: And what about the future of this business? Are we all doomed to be replaced by AI? <laughs> uh,
1: that I don't know. That I don't know. Um, I, uh, I will tell you that uh, uh, not in the short term, not in the short term at all.
0: Thank you so much for your time and I wish you the very best of good health and good luck. Thank, Thank you, for you for all me. that you've done for this business. And we will see you all next week.
1: Thank you so much.